And this morning, we're going to be talking about gossip. Now, of course, none of these things are acceptable, right? But we're calling it acceptable sins because, for whatever reason, the church at large has not seen much of a problem with these specific sins. We like to point at everyone else's sin that we don't struggle with and say, they're bad, they're mean, they're evil, right? When instead, what uh, Scripture instructs us to do is make a big deal out of our own sin, not out of everyone else's. Amen? And so that's what we're attempting to do, is we're attempting to talk during this series about the different things that we all deal with. And we're going to talk specifically about gossip. Thank you, sweetheart. Hey, we just had our 17th anniversary yesterday. Yay! We got married when we were five, and uh, it was weird at first. But um, So, yeah, 17 years. Um, it's been awesome. Um, so we're talking about gossip this morning. Gossip. Oh no. <laughs> Gossip's one of those things I know, and you, it's not because you're a bad person, you're an evil person or anything like that, but I know every single one of us have gossiped. Many of us have had gossip done to us. We've had rumors, anyone have rumors or lies or anything spread? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and so we're just going to talk about this, and I'm going to explain, you know, where this comes from, why it's an issue, and, and, and how to take care of this. Um, it, you know, again, this is one of those things that's maybe just thrown out every once in a while on a sin list when someone says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But there's never any time spent on it, and that's what I want to do this morning. So I want to give you, first of all, a definition, a biblical definition of what gossip is. Gossip is sharing information about someone else's life, not your own, someone else's life, which thoughtlessly or maliciously, that means on accident or on purpose, spreads rumors or reveals private facts. Okay? So this is sharing information about someone else's life, whether it's intentional or on purpose. See, it, it, even if you don't mean to gossip, you're still gossiping. <laughs> okay? Even if you don't want to hurt someone, uh, it still counts. It's still wrong. Well, but I didn't mean to. Sorry. It, it's, it's still not good. It, it also, it's not just rumors. It can be true things. You, know, you feel the Holy Spirit convict you about sharing something about someone else. And it's like, but Lord, it's true. It doesn't matter. It's not yours to share. It's not yours to share. And so gossip, it doesn't matter if it's intentional or not, and it doesn't matter if it's a rumor or if it's true, it's still revealing a private fact and it is considered gossip. Um, it's interesting, the, uh, the Greek word for gossip is related, it, it, it literally means whisperer. A gossip is a whisperer. Right? Right? One of my favorite uh, stand up comedians, uh, Brian Regan, uh, he says, They didn't invent whispering for compliments. And so this is when we're whispering about someone, talking behind someone's uh, back. And, uh, it, you know, it's really easy among family to do this, isn't it? It's easy among family. In church, unfortunately, it happens all the time because we are a family, right? We begin to get in each other's lives. We begin to see each other Sunday mornings. Even, you know, those that go to second service, we see maybe in between services, 
Maybe you come to 101 and you get, get to know people. Or, or maybe during FaceTime groups on Wednesday nights. They're just, there are small groups. We get together and hang out, eat, and study the Word together. And maybe in our FaceTime groups, you, know, you get to know someone, they share something. And you don't even necessarily think about it, but next thing you know, you're talking to someone else and you bring up what someone else has done. It happens all the time. Now, I know you guys have also been privy in a church service to gossip prayers. This is where we try to make ourselves feel good about the gossip that we do because it's cloaked in a prayer request. Have you guys experienced this? It's like, I just want y'all to pray for Sister Susie. You know, she's getting a divorce. And everyone's like, oh, really? Now, how long should we have been praying for this, right? And should we be praying for another person involved or, right? (laughs) It's like, oh, uh, it's just so I can pray. No, it's not. It's not so you can pray. It's so you can know what's going on in someone else's life, right? And so this happens in church. It happens because of the nature of church family, okay? But guys... The effects of gossip and gossiping are incredibly divisive and destructive. It can really reap serious, significant damage. I mean, y'all know you've probably had someone do this to you. Tiffany and I have, and it's painful. It's painful, and it's one of those things is you don't know. You know, when a rumor begins to spread about you, you don't know who knows because you're like out of control to stop it, right? You don't know who knows. You don't know who's been saying anything. You don't know how it's changed. Y'all play the, the game gossip where you whisper in someone's ear and you go around the circle. Right? It's the kids, the kids do that. Right? And, and you start out, you say, you say something. They whisper in each other's ear. And at the end, the person at the end announces what they heard. And it's always totally different than what the original whisper was. Right? We've played that at, at restaurants with our kids before waiting on food. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious because we never get it Right? And that's the problem, is even if it's done in good intentions, you just don't get it right. And it ends up hurting the person. Guys, Christians do not gossip. They don't gossip. And we need to hold ourselves to a high standard when it comes to this. Now, I have gossiped before. It wasn't intentionally. I don't remember purposely trying to hurt someone through slander purposely trying to tell an untruth about them, but I've, I've messed up before. I've, I've done this. I know we all have. So I'm not coming at this from a point of, you need to do this. I'm coming at a, a, a point of, like, we need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Right? We need to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Now, some of you are thinking, well, I don't really gossip. I mean, not really. So here's some answers to the question, how do I know if it's really gossip? How do I know? Well, first of all, is it positive and public info? Is it positive and public information? If it's positive and it's public, then you're good to go. All right? So share people's victories, share their achievements, share share their good character traits. You know, someone comes up in conversation, oh, man, I'll tell you about that person. They are faithful. I see them all the time at VFC. They're so, everyone else is like, you know, just, just destroying their character talking about them. You're like, yeah, but you know what? They're faithful and they're loyal to their church. They may not be perfect, right? 
And, and, and so if it's positive information and if it's public information, it's perfectly okay to talk about and to share, right? right? It's only when it's negative and it's private information. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. You know, you've been given a mouth for the express purpose of representing Jesus Christ on the earth to others. That's why you have a mouth. Now, you have the ability to misuse that, to missteward your mouth, to misuse your words. You have that ability, but that's not why you were given a mouth. It's not to tear others down. It's not to spread gossip. It's not to do that kind of stuff, is it? It's to represent the Lord. So we want to do that. Secondly, how do I know it's gossip? Would you say it to their face? Would you say it to their face? Um, I had a preacher friend of mine who was on the phone with his brother. And they were dealing with a difficult situation. He hung up. And then uh, he started just to rag on his brother. Well, he didn't realize he didn't really hang up. So he started saying all this stuff to his wife in the car. And the brother was still on the other line listening. Uh, would you say it to their face? If, if someone has come up in conversation... Would you say it if they were standing right there? Okay, that's a good question, right? Next, would you want it said about you? You know, sister so-and-so is going through a divorce, okay? All right. If you happen to be going through something like that, what would you want others to say about it? Right? This is the golden rule 101. This is basic Christianity here. Okay? Would you want it said about you? Now, see here, the thing is, is we get involved in conversations, and we aren't thinking like this. We just start feeding off each other and saying stuff, right? But we have to learn to slow down and think about this. Did you ask the person you're telling not to share it? Did you ask the person that you're telling not to share it? Probably a pretty good indication that it's going to be gossipy, Okay? Now, there are exceptions. If you are a pastor, all right, if you are a doctor, you have to abide by HIPAA laws, right? If you are a lawyer, there's client attorney privilege. Um, and uh, if you're a leadership, you know, in a church or in a business and you're solving a problem, there are times when you need to share information saying, I need you not to share this. But that's probably not you, Right? You're probably not the exception to this. So if you, if you ever have to, if you ever have to um, before you say something, say, no, don't repeat this. It doesn't need to be said. If it's a joke where you have to go like that before you tell it, you probably don't need to tell it. Right? So if you have, <laughs> so you all have done that before. Like, all right, hey, there was this guy. And you look, right? If there's any question, guys, just don't say it. Don't say it. What's it going to hurt by not saying it? Right? Um, Why is gossip wrong? Why is it wrong? What's the big... Okay, okay, you got me. I do repeat other people's stuff sometimes. What's the big deal? Why is it wrong? We're going to start to get the word here. First of all, the first reason is you are called to love. That's why it's wrong. You're called to love and you can't love someone and gossip about them at the same time. Can't love someone and gossip about them at the same time. Titus chapter 3 verse 2 um, is a reminder of how believers should act. He's going through a list of different things. In verse 2, it says, They, believers, must not slander anyone. So to slander means to, to, to 
um, tell uh, misinformation about someone. Must not slander anyone and must avoid, avoid quarreling. That's fighting, okay? Quarreling, what? Fighting. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Look, you are called to love. You're called to love people. You're called to love people you like. You're called to love people you don't like. And you can't love someone when you're gossiping about them. They are mutually exclusive. You can't do that at the same time. All right? That's why gossip's a problem. Because it goes against the very nature of what God has called you to. Amen? Amen. All right? What else? Here's another reason that gossip's wrong. You're not God. I don't know if you knew that or not. You might want to write that down. Star it, circle it, whatever on your notes. You're not God. Let me read this to you. This is James chapter 4. James chapter 4, here at the end here. We'll, we'll read 11. It says, don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you're criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. Okay, hold on a second. That doesn't sound right, does it? Your job as a Christian is to obey the law? We know that Christians don't obey the law, right? Are you with me? Am I making sense? You nod something? Okay. We, we don't obey the law as Christians. We're under grace. We don't obey the Old Testament law, right? What's he talking about? See, this is just so you know, we've been going over this in our 101 class. This is called biblical context. This is where you can read this and think, see, Christians are under the law. Someone could use this verse, right? They could quote the Bible and say, your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether or not it applies to you. So see, therefore, you have to obey all the Old Testament law. Here's the problem. We're in James chapter 4. James chapter 2 defines what the law is, the new law. James 2.8, you can write this down and study it later. He talks about the old law has been replaced by the new law, the law of love is what he calls it. James chapter 2 verse 8. So that's the problem with dividing up our Bible into these little sections, right? So he's talking about the law of love. So he's already told everyone, hey, we don't follow the Old Testament law. There's a new law in town. There's a new sheriff in town, right? It's called the law of love. And the law of love is love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love, others, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, okay? That's what he's talking about, the new law, the law of love. So he says this, okay, so now that you understand that, don't criticize and judge each other, because then you're criticizing God's law of love. It's your job to obey that law of love, not judge whether it applies to you. In other words, you don't get it out. You're not the exception, right? God alone, who gave the law of love, is the judge. He alone has the power to save or destroy. So what right do you have to judge your neighbor? Here's the problem with gossip. When you talk about either a current believer or an unsaved person, they're just a future believer, okay? When you talk about someone like that, you're talking about God's kid. He has called you to love, honor, and respect them, regardless of where they are in their walk with him. That's your job. It's the law of love, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. And you don't get the, cho the choice as to whether you opt in or opt out of this, <laughs> okay? This is what he has for you. So it's saying, who are you to judge your neighbor? No one. Because God has declared that everyone is his child. Everyone belongs to him. Every, everyone has the chance to accept grace through Jesus. Okay? Not everyone is saved. He's still waiting for a few to walk through the door that he's opened. 
But everyone, it's kind of like, have you, have you ever, you know, you get around your family and you, you like to slam your family, right? It's like, man, my brother and my sister and mom and dad, rah, rah, rah. But someone else starts talking about, about them. You're like, hey, dude, that's my family, bro. Right? It's like, well, you were just talking about, yeah, but that's, just, that's just my family. I can talk about them. Right? But you can't talk about them. That's how God is with us. Right? Look, yeah, God, look, what sister so-and-so is doing in her life, what, what brother buffoon is doing in his life, it's wrong. It's wrong, it's stupid, it's dangerous, it's hurting him, and it's hurting the people around him. Okay? And, and there's nothing wrong with declaring what the word says about those things, but they're God's kids, and he's the parent, not you. You're not God. And so we don't gossip about people. We don't tell their stuff, especially when it delves into their, their personal issues, because it's the Lord's territory, not yours. Amen? That's good stuff right there. All right. Here's the third reason why gossip is wrong, is that you will give account. Guys, you'll give account of your words. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 says that every idle word that men may speak, they will give account in the day of judgment. Every idle word. The, 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 the Greek word here for idle, it means careless. It means careless. And it can, um, it can also mean lazy word. Isn't that interesting? See, when you talk about someone else's problems, you're being lazy. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because you're supposed to be praying. You're supposed to be helping. But instead, you're just talking. And it's an idle word. It's laziness. Do you see that? See, we're being lazy. We have been given Christians, believers, who have tasted of the Holy Spirit, who are who are studied up in the Word of God. We've been given the solution to life's problems. So when you hear about a problem, instead of administering the solution, you simply talk about it, you're being lazy. You're not you're speaking idle words. And the and the Lord says, You will give account of that. Now, I just want to let you know, if you're a believer, you will not give account of your sins when you stand before God in judgment. When I was, when I was much younger, I used to think I'd stand in front of God at the end of my life, and there'd be like this movie screen that would play like every single time I stole gum when I was three, right? Or whenever I kicked my brother or, or, or something like that. And I'm like, that's going to be a long movie. Like, good thing it's for eternity because we're going to be here for a while. But here's the thing. If you're a believer, Scripture says that he has cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. You know you don't have any more sin if you're a believer. Christians who stand before the Lord in judgment will not give account of their before Christ life. Of their sins that have been forgiven by Jesus because they don't exist anymore. What we will give account of is our ministry here on earth. Idle words or ministry. Your choice. You'll give account. You see a problem come your way. The Lord has gifted you to know someone who's going through something. You're going to pray for them. You're going to help them. Or you're going to talk about them. You're going to minister. Or you're going to be idle. Right? Right? And so that's, that's uh, I just need to let you know, that that's why this is serious. Is it really a big deal? It is. If we're the hands and feet of Jesus, then we need to get to work. Right? We need to get to work and just stop being the mouth of Jesus only. Okay? All right. So how do we stop gossip? How do we stop this? How do we get control over this? How can we deal with this? Well, first of all, you've got to identify the root. You've got to identify the root. Look, if you struggle with gossip, 
and we all do, it just depends on how much, then there's going to be different roots. And we're going to go over these rather quickly. I encourage you to take notes. You can go back and study some of these. The first root um, of, of gossip is the root of pride. The root of pride. See, 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 2, it says, Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. The New Living Translation says, Knowledge makes us feel important. Doesn't it? Isn't it nice when, some, when you get to tell someone else what's up and they don't know? It's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, I know about this and I'll be happy to tell you what's going on, right? And so, so you know, this pride, this pride affects us and it makes us want to gossip. This is when you, 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 there are people that set themselves up of, as gates of information to where they're the person you have to go through to learn anything, Right? Right? Um, it's these people that are like, well, did you know that X, Y, and Z? Have you heard X, Y, and Z? Why are they doing this? Because they care about the person that's going through something? No, because they care about you wanting to think that they know a lot. It's pride. It's pride. And it's a stronghold. It's the root that can lead to the sin of gossip. It's pride. Do you all see that? The next one is offense and anger. Offense and anger. Proverbs 16.8 says this. It says, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife, and a gossip separates the best of friends. See, sometimes we'll get offended at someone. We'll get angry at them. We'll be hurt by them. They did something, and maybe you're justified in, in, in feeling hurt by what they did, Right? But then what do we do in order to somehow make up for their offense? We add another wrong to their wrong, somehow hoping it makes a right. never does. And we begin to talk about them, and we begin to spread rumors about them, and we begin to, to, to uh, repeat information about them without any fact-checking, without going to the person, right? And, and we let our offense and anger create this passive-aggressive behavior to harm them. See, you're much likely to repeat gossip about someone else if you're already mad at them. Right? So this is one of the roots. So if we get, if we get unoffended, if we get unangry, I don't think that's a word, but it is now. Now, unangry is a word. Bam, it's done just like that. When we overcome our anger and overcome our offense, right, then gossip has no place in our lives. It can't, that sin can't work its way in and manipulate us and take advantage of our hurt heart. Does that make sense? And then thirdly, another root here is control. The attempt to control another person. Uh, oftentimes you see gossip. There's a story in, in Nehemiah 6. Um, my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, he's the shortest man in the Bible. Nehemiah. Uh, you see? That's what I grew up with, I'm sorry. Should explain a lot. So Nehemiah is rebuilding, uh, rebuilding the temple, and a lot of people don't like what's going on. A lot of neighboring countries are mad and scared and whatever, and so uh, they try to control it. So they begin a gossip campaign against Nehemiah, and say, "Well, he wants to be king over this whole area." So and they're like sending letters to people, and it's just like literally, it's a smear campaign, politics one hundred and one. That they bring up against Nehemiah, and Nehemiah's reaction is hilarious. You can read about it. Nehemiah 6. He's like, you're a liar. I'm not stopping this. 
bye. Drops the mic and walks off. Right? It's awesome. But, but see, control, people try to control through gossip. They try to control your actions and they try to keep you in line, right, by spreading false lies and rumors against you. Okay? So you've got to get to the root. If gossip has been a part of your life, all right, and we're going to pray and we're going to ask the Lord to remove it in a second, okay? But it's probably been because of one of these main three roots, okay? How do we stop gossip? This one's going to be a little harsh. Can I, can I be just, just a little, little smidge harsh with you guys? Because I'm going to show you scripture. I'm not making this up. How do we stop gossip? Get a life. Seriously, just, just get a life. I mean, people who are idle and who don't do anything tend to gossip. I'll show you. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 3. Now, the context of this is um, Paul is giving instructions to Timothy, who is the new pastor in Ephesus, about widow care. And he's talking about about how to take care of widows and who to put on the list um, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and, and he's, he's just talking about, you know, widows and, and, and he actually, this idea that we just give indiscriminately, that the church gives indiscriminately to anyone who has need is not really biblical. I mean, we do give to those who have need, but there is like preferential treatment to those who've lived a holy life. You can read about this here in, in, uh, in first Timothy here, um, five thirteen though. And so he, he's talking about. And if they are on the list, is how this first starts, he's talking about widows. If they are on the list, if widows are all on the list to receive aid from the church, they will, uh, uh, they will learn. He's talking about, sorry, I'm trying to give proper context. He's talking about young widows that should get remarried and instead just want to live off the church. Okay? Kind of sounds like some modern situations here. If they are on the list, they will learn to be lazy and will spend their time gossiping from house to house meddling in other people's business and talking about things they shouldn't. See, an idle life leads to an idle mouth. When you don't have anything important to do, you end up talking about other people. And part of the solution for us to get rid of gossip in our life, you guys, is just to stink and get a life. Just, just do something that matters, and you won't be tempted to talk about all the other stuff that doesn't matter. I, I love this quote. It's by, uh, by uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. It says, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Isn't that good? So good. You know, if, if you give yourself to discussing the word to learning uh, how to treat people, to, you know, to give yourself to bettering the world around you, you will not have time to talk about people. You won't have time, time to talk about them, okay? So look, we just need to get a life. I know that's kind of harsh, but if you struggle in gossip, like seriously ask yourself, why? What, what, am, I, what am I not spending time doing? And instead, I'm filling this up with going from house to house and gossiping and meddling in other people's business. Amen? All right, last one. I told you that was going to be harsh, but I love you. Last one. Here's how we stop gossip. Is we have to learn to walk away. We have to learn to walk away. Um, I was just in a, uh, 
I was just in a situation. I was about to speak and, um, for, for a, a conference, and uh, I was about to go on, and uh, behind the scenes, a little group of about two or three guys had gotten together, and, and they were just ripping this dude. I don't even know who they were talking about. And I went up, I was like ready, oh, yay, and I went up to kind of join the conversation, and all of a sudden, and they're just ripping this dude to shreds. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm leaving. I don't want any of that on me before I go share God's word, right? And so, uh, look, I know it's hard. You just have to walk away. I know Tiff has been in a couple of situations where gossip, like she literally, she just goes, all right, just walks, just leaves. Just literally, like, where'd Tiff go, I, you know? I mean, but it's, it's got to be that big. It's got to be that big of a deal to you. Let me read a couple of scriptures to you. Proverbs twenty nineteen says, A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. I love how the English Standard Version puts it. It says, do not associate with a simple babbler. Simple meaning dumb. Do not associate with a simple babbler. Like, like there are people that all they're going to want to do is talk, 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 talk about people. And Scripture says that those who love to talk will reap the benefits. They will eat its fruit. Okay? And so they just talk, talk, talk about people, about people. It says don't associate with them. It says, look, you can love them from a distance. Right? Absolutely. Now, what we tend to do is we tend to create excuses for ourselves and say, well, I was listening to it, but I didn't say it. Right? Right? You're in a conversation. They're blasting someone. And so you're like, you're sitting there listening like, wow, really? Okay. Okay. Well, that happened to them? That's going on? Okay. But you're not saying anything. So you're like, well, I didn't gossip. Not true. Proverbs 17.4 says this, and I'm going to read this in the message, okay? Evil people relish in malicious conversation, and the ears of liars itch for dirty gossip. Oh, so you are not absolved of gossip by simply not adding to the conversation. You are a part of it by being in the conversation. See, when you even listen to gossip, you are partaking in the sin because you're providing the necessary audience for it. So you don't have to be the one saying it. If you're the one listening, then you have itching ears. It says a liar's itching ears. They itch for dirty gossip. Can't we live better than this? Can't we do better than this? Guys, my question to you this morning is, are you willing to allow the Lord to convict you of the sin of gossip? Are you willing? His Holy Spirit is crying out to you right now and saying, look, I know it's hard. I know people sometimes stink. I know, I know that, that people make bad decisions and it hurts your heart because you know what the word says. I get that, but let me deal with them. Y'all, God is a better judge of people than we ever can be. All right? We need to get up off of the judge's seat. Get off the bench. Right? And I think we should go down to the defense's table. And go sit with the person on trial and love them through it. Right? God's a much better judge than we are. And, and I, I encourage you guys, it's, it's time for us to require more of ourselves when it comes to this. Amen? Amen. Let's stand for prayer.